Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of State of the Shunion. Is this a little bit awkward because it's been a while? Been it, a couple weeks here? It has been a minute. I, uh, I, I'm, I'm like, how, how close? How far? Mike? <laughs> do I talk right into it? Yeah. I, I don't even know what to do I, with my hands anymore. I, I don't even remember. But guess what? We'll figure it out. Yeah, we'll get we'll get back there. If you don't remember because it's been so long, I'm your co-host Ryan Landry. Just to jog your memory, I'm your co-host Tanner Young. And okay, we got a lot to catch y'all up on because it's been a minute here. But it's okay. So it's been I think three weeks since we did an episode. Yeah. Uh, mm. So lot going on in that three weeks. My fiance just moved here, so that's kind of been on my end. Tanner has a what is it now? A coming Old, up on six month old. Five coming up on five. Coming up on five month old, so you know that's its that's its own sort of things. Uh, we tried to do an episode two weeks ago, three weeks ago. I was having trouble with the equipment, but yeah. that would have been our two year anniversary episode. We did an IG live mm. instead. True. Hope y'all were able to catch it. It was very fun. Um, and then we missed last week, which would have been our normal rewind fast forward for June. But to be fair, we've both been so crazy. Neither of us really know what's coming out. So yeah, we'll uh. Maybe we'll just double down in July. I don't know. We'll see what happens there. Play it by ear. Keep it funky fresh. Shout out to the patrons. Patrons? No, they're just patrons. They're on Patreon. Shout out to the patrons for supporting the show on Patreon. They're going to get their zine soon. If you haven't already got it by now, probably going to take a little break from that for a while as well. We just Mm -hmm. got so much else to focus on here, Uh, but all good. You know, the show's not going anywhere. We're, We're not posting as much lately. That's on me, but... Hey, There's life. stuff behind the scenes that y'all don't even know about as well. Yeah. So yeah. We're, try, we're pausing on a little bit of the stuff that maybe everyone takes for granted. And it's kind of, eh, shish. Mm-hmm. I mean, no, nothing's, nothing's eh, because it's state of the shooting. It's top quality yeah. content yeah. all the time. But Platinum edition to all the... Better, better content coming. Yeah, yeah definitely um, a lot of behind the scenes work has been done, uh, which paid off for kind of now. You know, we kind of... Uh, yeah. Uh, before all of this hecticness had gone down, we already kind of ironed this stuff out. So we've got um, some sweet treats to to buy your your forgiveness with. They'll be here soon. Yes, they're in they're in the oven right now. They'll be here soon. But Tanner, what we can tell them, on okay. top of this being just a very milestoneish episode for us because yes. of the topic, it is our one hundredth episode who would have thought that these two couillons would make it to triple digits (laughs) but we did it yeah that's insane i uh yeah i I honestly every time ryan sends me any type of snippet or milestone that um the the website we use for our podcast will send of how many downloads or how many years we've been doing it or what episode we're on um it still amazes me that uh, one, we're still doing this. Two, there's so many people listening. Uh, but the best is obviously all of the the love and appreciation that we get. You know, mm-hmm. um, started with friends and family really sharing it and putting our name out there for us. Um, it allowed us to do some pretty cool things this year. Yeah. So can't wait to share all the stuff with y'all like we've been alluding to. We do have a big surprise. That's kind of coincided with our two-year anniversary, but it'll be coming out a little bit later. Yeah. Um, but 100 episodes. Real quick, just thank you, everyone. That's been riding with us for 100 episodes. I really didn't know or think that it would make it this far. I have no idea still how much further it's going to go. Yeah. Because it feels like, you know, we're kind of just on cruise control now. But who knows? Yeah. We'll see how far this thing goes. 
But that being said, it's episode 100, so we saved a heavy hitter for this one. Grails. It's time to talk about Grails. And let me give you a little backstory before we even get into the episode. You know, any any sneaker podcast that's like getting started, you're going to like come up with your first few episodes. Grails is going to be one of them. And just like any other one, that was the case for us. And I'm pitching it to Tanner. And Tanner says to me, Nah, we got to save that for like a big episode, like episode 100 or something. Keep in mind, we're probably at like episode 14 at this point. <laughs> and he's like, we got to save that for episode 100. And I just went, bet. <laughs> and it's just we a- held off on doing it. It's like, it's this has been in the back pocket for at least two years now. Yeah. But it's finally time because episode 100. And I was like, hey, he wants to save it. We're going to save it. There you go. So I guess before we can get into the episode of us telling them the grails we have to at least enlighten people as to what a quote-unquote grail is which let me tell you what not easy no one on the internet agrees it seems like i mean we all know the term grail means like your 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 top sneaker your most Mm -hmm. sought after it's you know it's the one you're trying to get it's like your end all be all but yeah that's kind of where everyone like the agreement seemed to stop because then and what tanner and i want to talk about are some of the qualifiers that go into like what makes it a grail yeah or defining a grail and so i we jotted down a couple questions here my first one that i want to pose to you is does a grail have to be hard to find I'm on the I'm on the side of yes. Um yeah. because I think only because it's we're using the term grail. Mm-hmm. Um you know, if it was just what's your number one shoe, what's your favorite shoe, things like that. To to me when I think of grailed or at least when I'm listing my grails, um mm-hmm. availability for sure plays a big factor in it. Um not to say that um, people can't list a grail that they own or like a grail that came out like within the year. Um, but to me, when I'm kind of processing it, I do kind of think of like how, obta- how easily obtainable is the shoe that definitely yeah. puts some weight into at least when I start ranking in my head, like one, yeah. two, three type thing. So you, you would say it doesn't have to be hard to find, but the, the scarcity of it attributes to where it would rank on a list for you, you know? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. yeah. So, and, and that's really <sighs> just, I think, I think count, like, limited, you know, um, for sure. So, like, has it been mm-hmm. retroed? Um, mm-hmm. Kind of, kind of plays a uh, plays a factor. So, not necessarily price, I wouldn't say. Um, price doesn't play, a, it, it being expensive versus cheap, that doesn't necessarily play a factor for you? Correct. Um, okay. So you, uh, I I think scarcity plays more, you know, because I think there are some shoes that people could say that there is a grail for the hunt that they had to get it, you know, and, and I think that to me is more of what it is. It's more of the hunt for the shoe and tracking it down. Mm. So I think you could find some really great ones that don't they don't have to be breaking the bank price to me. Yeah, doesn't doesn't make it a break. Like, um, I think a prime example would be kind of like the Rugaroos that you have. Um, yeah, I think they're a really good shoe. It's a really good collab. If you love locals, it's definitely one to have in your collection. It wasn't thousands of dollars, but it's mm-hmm. scarce. You know, it's a rarity right. shoe. They obviously didn't make a ton of them, and they're not really going to re- retro it. Um, and I'll, 
I'll give you the flip side of that, the Yeezy 750 Boost, a shoe that I love, yeah. a shoe that I would love to own. It's not hard to find. They're yeah, listed yeah. all online. Price is up there, though. And I feel like a lot of the time when I see people online talking about grails, they're just talking about a shoe that I wish I could justify affording. Yeah, um, true. There's yeah. nothing nothing wrong with that if that's your definition. But I think for me, the scarcity of it, it I think like you said, is very appropriate. It doesn't necessarily have to be very difficult or impossible to find, but it, hmm, I don't, I don't know. Like I, uh, I <laughs> go back. And, it, it, it does it's rank tough. high for me. It does rank high for me. Like if, if I can go on eBay or goat or StockX and find at least like three listings for a new pair right now, that's mm-hmm. not a grail to me, but yeah. it's like, if I have a, like a save search on eBay, let me tell you a little bit how it works. If I have a save search on eBay and I check it every day and it's not until three months in that one pops up or six months in, then I'm like, that might be something closer to what I consider a grail rather than it's sitting there, but it's expensive, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So that, that's the thing. That, that, I think that's why the uh, the Internet is is always fighting when, when it comes to grail because there's, there's different factors for yeah. what um, – people define as grail worthy you know some people may say you know oh the uh turbo blue uh you know jordan one that came just came out that's a grail for me um and then they get it like a couple months later the internet may say oh that can't be a grail it's so new or you you got it you know like it um so it's tough but uh those are kind of some factors that i think everyone agrees on we kind of glazed over that one though, but that's something I did want to ask. Once you own it, is it still a grail or mm. by definition, do you have to be pursuing it to be a grail? I wish I knew more about the original, like, you know, like the Holy grail and like, yeah, once what, if, and when they found it, is it still considered the grail or I, I would say so. I would, I would say even if you did, like if you considered like on our list, mm-hmm. even if you do own it, I think it's still a grail because, um, I mean, at the end of the day, it is it is the material uh, aspect of it. So, so once you mm-hmm. own it, then you're like, oh, well, great, this is amazing. Now I can actually, you know, appreciate it. I think what makes a grail so alluring is that hunt, is that like continuing right. search and things like that. Even if it's one of those things where you're not even planning on purchasing it, because even if it does yeah. exist or if it does come up, there's no way, you know, maybe like thousands of dollars and you know for an average person maybe too much but um the excitement of getting that email of hey <laughs> it's up you can at least look at the the showing like right. oh my god it's out the open you know things like that so i i think the hunt does play a big big role in it but I, to me personally if i would own the shoe it wouldn't lose any value i would i would still love it as much as i did and i would have the memories of like the time when I first fell in love with it and yeah. like the, the continuing like searching for it and every mm-hmm. now and again, popping up and seeing how many are up, what's the price, stuff like that. Yeah. What about yeah, you? Do, I mean, do you think owning it tarnishes, you know, takes a little bit of that shine off of it? No, I definitely don't think that by any means like, you know, and we'll get there cause some of my grails or what I'm calling grails are shoes, which I do own. Mm-hmm. But 
I like, I kid you not when I say we've had this since episode 14 and I've had this question on there and I've gone back and forth on this so many times because, and I, and I never second guess it from like, once you own it, is it less special? That doesn't, you know, of course it's, it's still special to me, but I guess I think more so from like a technical, like definition standpoint, if you ask someone like, Hey, what's a grail? They'd be like, Oh, it's a shoe you really want to get that, you know, you just can't. So once you have it, is it still quote unquote a grail? I mean, like, I'm sure it's like, I finally got my grails, but like, yeah. I don't know. It's a weird technical thing. So I tried to do that with my list where I was like, oh. I put down two that were my grails that I was eventually able to track down and one that I still would like to track down. So I, I yeah. give it a little, a little of both, a little blend here. Not bad. Not bad. But since we're about to talk about what our grails are, okay, we should quickly personally define what makes a grail to you? So not like definition mm. wise, but just like what, when you see a sneaker and you're like, that's a grail, what sets off the kind of that trigger in your head? Ooh, man. Yeah. We're getting philosophical here. God. Yeah. I, uh, I don't know when I think of, of what makes the grail to me, I think like kind of how I mentioned, I think the scarcity of the shoe Mm-hmm. Um, I think the uniqueness of it. Um, I think the 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 storytelling or kind of the the moment in history that mm-hmm. the shoe was made. I think that really plays a a role in at least what kind of elevates it to Grail status. Um, yeah. I think kind of the simplest like level of what it could what could qualify something as a grail is price. I think a lot of people base what their grail is based on like you go to StockX and you just type highest to lowest and you're like, <laughs> that's my grail. You know, the Travis um, Scott PlayStation dunks turns out it's my grail. Cause there was only a, yeah. five made, you know, or exactly. So, um, I, I think to me, at least for me personally, I think, um, kind of moment in time, what did that shoe mean for, mm-hmm. um, me, the, the, creator of the shoe and then maybe even for like the sneaker like community or culture yeah um i think those play a big role in it um for me i don't know what 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 you think of your grail what what are those attributes that really start pushing you to it yeah i would definitely agree it's it's scarcity and storytelling are the top two factors for me um I would like to say it's more so storytelling, but for me, just in general, storytelling is what's going to get me to love a shoe. But then mm-hmm. what pushes it into that category of grail has to be scarcity with it. So that should come to no surprises anyone, because that's the whole reason I love sneakers. And that's the whole reason I got into it so, as heavily as I did after a while was like, oh, these shoes have a really cool story that go with it. Or these shoes kind of like represent and it, it could be art on my feet that I can wear and show people. So yeah. it's very much, you know, it's, it's an emotional connection. It's a story in time, either what it did for the entire culture, or it was like a niche thing that just like mm. really resonated with me, you know? Yeah. But it's got to have some personal storytelling collection and then scarcity has got to be a part of it. Because like you said, a lot of the times, I mean, a lot of with a lot of things in life and, you know, this has been proven in studies before that, like, as humans, we get more excited and more dopamine in the hunt for something immediately (laughs) drops off as soon as when we get it, when we get it, because it's the whole hunt. That's the whole allure of it. So, yeah, I mean, we constantly talk about, I mean, the time at um, Union, you know, when we both. Mm. 
made that purchase, which wasn't it, even a hunt, but yeah, no, but it, you know, it was it's, well, it's, it was a, a short hunt. It was a, yeah. it was a five minute of like, oh, these are here. Oh boy, yeah. yeah, you know, but like that whole moment, like that whole moment of of me all constantly seeing, you know, the Black Cement threes just on all the forums right. and and how important that shoe is and things like that, and then you know, just the excitement of like. Oh man, I'm gonna get it. Oh, Ryan's gonna get. It. Oh God, we're gonna both. Mm-hmm. We're gonna get some shit. You know what I mean? And then, don't get me wrong. Absolutely love them. Very comfortable. Wear them all the time. Um, they're very special to me. But like, I get what you mean in the sense of like that. From the moment we left Union, mm-hmm. it's been a downward trend of excitement yeah. of the shoe from that moment of the shoe. So. Uh, I get what you mean though. The the hunt is definitely the thrill, and then once you get it, you kind of like everything. You can calm down, and you're like, "I've got it." Doesn't make the shoe less yeah. important to you, but the excitement of the shoe is probably not as there. So that's a good point. Well, though. and then a lot of the times, and it's the case with the two grails that I'll say I own. Once you get the shoe, you remember how hard it was to find it, and I have a real hard time bringing myself to wear it. So like with that mm, Union story yeah. specifically, my bread Jordan ones. I rarely wear them because I'm like, oh, I don't want to mess them up. I don't want to yeah. beat them up too much because, you know, I know how much I, I know I got a good price on them. I know how much I love them. Yeah. When am uh, I going to get them again? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Double edged sword. Okay. <sighs> Enough teasing, though. We've been we've there been we dancing around this topic for too long. Uh, how do you want to do this? You went back and forth one for one? Yeah, I think so. So we Ryan and I have a top three um, grail listing. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I think we go back. I think we'll start at number three and then, you know, Ooh. and then we go, we go up, up on our list. Okay. My, mine weren't necessarily ranked, but I think I can throw that together real quick. Okay. I have, I have mine. I you have go mine first. ranked. You go okay. first. I won't listen to you while you're talking. I'll just think in my own head, there just like go. my everyday life with all of my coworkers. Sorry. Hey, everybody. Look, I mean, you look, you got to do what you got to do. <laughs> um, why can't they share your outlook? You know, no, I'm joking. Go ahead. S- sadly, no. I am. I am the only one. Number I three grail. Uh, number three grail for me. Uh, pretty simple. Not honestly a lot of kind of like backstory behind it or anything like that. This shoe is honestly just I love the look of it. Um, there have been many versions of the shoe, but this specific one is special to me, which I think is why it goes grailed for me. Um, so it is a Jordan one. Um, high bread, mm-hmm. but specifically mm-hmm. the 2001 version of the shoe that has the X's um, on the back um, heel. Um, I love the bread. I mean, the bread colorway is obviously great. The Jordan one is a classic silhouette and the X's on the back just kind of uh, it's a, to me, a very unique look, I think, uh, definitely hits home with the whole, you know, band colorway, which a lot of people go back and forth of like, you know, it wasn't actually a band colorway mm-hmm. and things like that. Um, so I love this shoe. I think it's great. Um, the price point, not crazy, would be a realistic or not a realistic, but I could buy and just kind of hurt for <laughs> <laughs> just um, eat ramen for a few months yeah and uh it wasn't super super scarce um uh in, in the sense that it had a lot or not a ton of yeah uh, pairs made so uh it wasn't a super scarce one not a crazy price but 
it to me is on my grail because it has ruined every other bread for me. Oh, okay. That That's is an why point. I put it as a grail. So it, I know if I bought a Jordan 1 bread mm. that I would be like, oh, great. I've got a classic colorway on a classic silhouette. But, but I would be like, this isn't the one, though. Like, I don't. This isn't, this isn't the 2001 oh, man. and X is on the back. So that is why I put it as what a um, curse. somewhat of a grail. You know, it's, yeah. I, that's why it's my number three. It's very loosely in the grailed one. And I, I think the, the main thing that makes it grailed for me, uh, one is just um, seeing it for the. I remember, I can remember seeing it um, in like 2002, 2003 online. And that being is, like, oh man, this was really cool. This was like this was a couple years after it had released. That is twenty um, years ago. Man, time is cruel. It's crazy. Um, so I, you know, I remember seeing that when I first started, like being like, shoes are actually cool. Um, <laughs> and like I said, it has kind of ruined breads for me. Like, like love the shoe, great shoe, but it has to be this one if I'm going to own it. And, um, yeah, I'm ruined to all other. All other breads, but uh, that is my loose light third place of Grail. That's um, not a bad one. Yeah, Ryan. So, like you said, I know you didn't have necessarily a ranking system, but which one would you put as your number three? I don't. I don't mean to. Is it gaslighting? Is that the word the kids say? Are you sure I, that's two thousand one? Is it two thousand one or was it? I think it's two thousand eleven. Eleven. I think okay. it's 2011. I thought it was because still, I 2001. I mean, you got to think you'd be like nine years old. I do remember seeing the bread Jordan ones. Um, on I mean, they the probably Nike did talk. have a retro yeah. around that time. I think 2011. Because 11 hey, is the one with the trivia. The trivia for go. those of you listening at home. What interview episode did Tanner bring these up on? And the host talked about remembering working the release for them. There you go. Trivia for those of you at home. That's right. Hey, trivia for Tanner too. Uh, go, go back and watch it. But I'm just, I'm thinking in my head, that's what set it off for me is I remember you talking about these and Let's the host see. was talking about working the release for these, which if that was 20 years ago, no one we've interviewed is no. that old to be working a release. It's gotta be. It has to be. I think 2000. it's 2011. It has to be. Yeah, it is 2011. Look at that. Okay. So fake grail. Go. Fake fan. That's okay. Fake Fran. 2011. Fake yeah, Fran. Fake uh, Fran. Uh, so yeah, definitely price price definitely escalated. Hey, yeah. There you go. After the last dance, especially. Ooh. Yeah. Okay. So there's my, me, there's my third loosely grailed. I like that. I'll take that. Yeah. You want to hear number three for me? Let me hear it. This is a weird one. I mean, I'm sure you've seen it now by now. Cause you've scrolled the Google doc, but yeah. this is the one of three grails on my list, which I do not own, and it is the John Mayer Spirit Level Air Max 90, which released July 29th, 2017. And what makes this one a grail for me is the story behind it. A, it's my love of John Mayer, whose mm. music is great. Don't get me wrong. Follow his Instagram if you like If you like to laugh. He's okay. hilarious. Um, right. John Mayer but on, the, the, on the heat. The story behind these is so good because John Mayer just basically, he goes on Nike ID, he designs an Air Max 90. The story is that he bought as many pairs as he could in as many different sizes as he could until the options, or or he just buys a lot of pairs. And then he waits until the options for those colors are no longer available on Nike ID. So if you don't know, Nike ID is the website you can go on, log in, make your own colorway of a Nike 
they rotate the colors and the material choices, you know, every so often just so that it stays fresh. He waits until the options he used were gone. And then he released these for sale, like on his own website, on a Shopify page. Amazing. Um, I believe he did. Uh, there were three releases, his website, riff LA, which is a store out in Los Angeles and flight club retail price was $200. Box came autographed. I think I've read that there were only 30 pairs. So the odds of me getting these are pretty much never. Um, mm. What else do I have to say about these? Oh, and then I'd heard that the missing options uh, actually returned to Nike ID shortly after the release of these, which I think is that Nike added the options back to Nike Nike ID once they found out what John Mayer was doing and they were like, no, 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 no. We're shutting that stunt down. Like anyone that wants to go make a pair can as of last time I checked, I tried to remake the colorway and all the options weren't there again. Um, so there's something interesting. To- Hard to tell how much they resell for cause pairs don't pop up often. I mm. found one pair online once for a thousand dollars, which is obviously not what I'm willing to pay. Yeah. But I do just love it because it's very John Mayer-esque. And he did an interview, I think, with GQ at the time talking about he was getting ready to do it. And the whole idea behind the concept was like, it's it's kind of artistic. It's kind of artsy-fartsy, but it's challenging the idea of a collaboration. He's like, what makes it not a collaboration? It's my name on a shoe. Nike themselves made the shoe. And then we released it and sold it. Like, it's very much challenging the system of like, you know. The Banksy so, of uh, music. I, I guess a little bit, yeah. So, I don't Open know. Your mind. Listen, it's a solid colorway, though. Have you ever looked at the pictures good. of it? it I, I mean, did, it looks very much it. like a uh, like a Volt Air Max 90 or something like that. Very solid, very wearable. The heel tabs say Air Mayer, which I think... Oh, yeah. I haven't done a, a Air Max 90 on Nike ID. Like, I know on the Air Max 1s on ID, you can only do three letters on each side as of now. So, I don't know even if right now, if you wanted to make a pair, if you could if they gave you enough characters to do air mayor on the back. Yeah. Um, I mean, that is, whew. that one's a grail for me. Cause it's like, man, if I could find a pair of those at the right price worn, um, but there's no way to, you know, there's no way to really tell if it's a pair that came from John Mayer or if someone made it on Nike ID right afterwards, other than mm. if you get it with the autographed box, which I'm not going to pay thousands more or hundreds more for the autograph box. Um, Ooh, but, yeah, I mean, at that point, how, how often, you know, how much do you really want? Right, exactly. But just as someone that loves storytelling, I'm like, that is a great fun story of just like challenging the whole system. Who else <laughs> is going to go like make their own collab on Nike ID and then actually sell it, you know? Yeah. Ah, uh, boy, oh boy. That's there great. It is. So that's that's the one grail for me that comes to mind. That's like if I could find those at the right price. They're scarce. They don't pop up often. And when they do, it's like a size nine for a thousand dollars. And I'm like, uh, yeah, no, mm, no, nah. don't want it that bad. Want to wear them. Yeah. But we'll go ahead. We'll keep it moving. What's coming okay. in at numero dose for you. Uh, numero dose is a, uh, kind of a lower, lower name company, <laughs> but big name collab. Um, okay. it is a a six gel light three Ronnie feet. Feig. Fig. I can never. I'm always want to be like fig. <laughs> like I always want to say fig, but I know it's a. Fig. It's definitely not that. Salmon toe. Um, specifically, Ooh. specifically, the 1.0. Ooh. Um. So there are two different 
versions of the shoe. There's a 1.0 and a 2.0. Um, the only difference, I believe, from the 1.0 and the 2.0 is the midsole on the 1.0 is white, whereas on the 2.0, it is navy. Interesting. Um, and the reason, so it, so um, I don't remember the store that um, Ronnie was working at. He left to start basically um, Kith. Yeah. Um, but he was, he was at another store. He left to open Kith. Um, so the um, Samato was the shoe that basically he was going to use to open his store with. Mm-hmm. Um, they made 72 pairs. Um, and so it is a pretty rare one. Mm-hmm. Um, there's also a special box edition where it comes in a wooden box. Yeah. Um, which is very cool. Um, so the 1.0 has a white midsole and that is because the store, the original plan was the store was going to open in the summer. So he had mm-hmm. white, but it didn't actually open till like September, October. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was too late to make that change. So in, he had to stick with a white midsole, which is more of a summer look. So a couple years later, five years later, something like that, he released the Salmon Toe 2.0, where he released it with the Navy midsole to kind of like correct, I guess if you want to say. Um, so his his original or his, the ideal way the shoe would have looked at the opening mm-hmm. was with the Navy midsole, which he was not able to do because right. it was just too late. Um, so that is why the 2.0 came out. Uh, 2.0, also great shoe. Both of them great. I just prefer the white midsole a little bit more. Um, but just a phenomenal, phenomenal shoe. Like I said, only 72 pairs made, um, and mm. it was to uh, commemorate kind of the opening of Kith. So, uh, and this was, um, there has been an interview where um, Ronnie basically says that this was, this shoe was kind of like his defining moment yeah. um, as being, uh, being able to make it type thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, and obviously Ronnie and Kith are two very prominent names mm. within the, the uh, sneaker world. And this shoe basically, you know, kind of how he said was his guiding light to be able to say like, yes, okay, you can do it. Yeah. So pretty cool. I think the store was actually in like Brooklyn or something like that. I know it was in New York, but it was in New York. uh, Yeah. If, if you're not familiar with the story of Ronnie Feig and Kith for anyone listening, uh, there's a really good interview he did with complex for a series they used to be doing called blueprint uh, where he sits down and talks just a lot about that whole launch. And yeah, if I remember, I think the store he was working at was called David Z. He was moving into Kith. Kith was sharing a space with another store uh, mm. that like that store, I think, was trying to recruit him to work their footwear department. And his <sighs> counter offer was like, no, I want to open my own store inside your store. Crazy bold. Uh, but it happened. And yeah, there were three Asics at the time I released the Salmon Toe. I think one called the Leatherback, which was black leather. A third yeah. one, which I forget. Um, and if I remember correctly, it's like none of them were a hit right at first day one, but then I think they got picked up in the wall street journal in the business section, the next pay, the next day. And they sold out the next day, if I'm remembering that story correctly. So it's a crazy, crazy shoe with a lot of history. I'm surprised this one comes on your grail list. Cause I feel like that story isn't necessarily resonating with you. So is yeah. it just aesthetically, you really like how this shoe looks? Just love the look at the shoe. Okay. I think it's a, I think it's a, I think it's a beautiful shoe. Um, 
It's uh, it's an ASIC, which I think uh, you know they make very very comfortable shoes. Uh, and like I said, it's, it's you know has its has its moment um, kind of in the the sneaker history mm-hmm. um, world, and uh, gets its grail status from its its uh, scarcity. Um, if you wanted to go even more, and I do like that they they basically have. Um, you know, there is your general release box, but then if you are very much into collecting, there is the special limited box, you know. So um, I do love that they they give you both uh, mm-hmm. if you do want to kind of m- complete that collection. Um, yeah. The box for the 2.0 is very cool as well. It's a very um, beautiful mm-hmm. packaging. It ain't um, 1.0, on though. 2.0. I'll tell you right it now. Ain't 1.0. <laughs> it ain't 1.0. It ain't OG, baby. It ain't that. So, you know, a smooth, a smooth number two. What about you? Where, where do you, which one gets your number two grail? All right. This one's coming in my number two grail spot. This is one that I tracked down for years and finally found a pair. It was either last year or year before finally came up. uh, And that is the Reebok and leaders 1354 reverse jam mid. I would assume most of you listening have never heard of this shoe, and that's totally fine because it released released back in 2008. Uh, Leaders is a Chicago streetwear store from way back in the day before streetwear was even really a term that was being used. They've been around forever. They're still in business now. Um, released in 2008. Retail was $150. I've read that there were two iterations of this shoe, one with the blue Reebok stripes on the side and one with red. Um, 75 pairs of each to represent the different um, CTA, Chicago Transit Authority, L-Train lines that ran by. I think they had two stores. One was off the blue line. One was off the red line. And the whole inspiration behind the collaboration of the shoe is the CTA. So it's the, uh, the trains, the system of trains and rails that run all through Chicago, the suburbs and downtown. Mm. Um, so the shoes are a mostly gray upper. The laces are speckled with all the different colors of the trains. So pretty. The Reebok logo, each letter is like a different color. The The tongues are reflective, which, you know, take it or leave it. Um, midsoles are speckled. And then probably the biggest and craziest detail, of course, is that it has icy outsoles. Hang in there because I'd, I'd be right there with you. But underneath the icy outsoles are printed a CTA transit map. So where all the mm. trains run all the different stops and everything on it. Um, this shoe is absolutely insane to me. I, and it's like, it's, it's not that pretty of a shoe. It's not something I want to wear. This is absolutely one that since I've bought it has sat on my bookshelf since day one, I've never worn them out. Uh, a part of that as well happens to be the fact that they are a size 12 and I'm a size 11, but sometimes in grail world, if it gets within the realm of possibility and it's literally the only pair you've seen pop up in like two years, you're going to make it happen. Um, there you go. I This was one of the most expensive pairs that I bought, but again, Grail World, you're not going to see it anywhere. Um, another part of not wearing them would be the icy outsoles and the fact that they have the map printed on the bottom. So yeah, if I wear them and I can't, see. yeah, if I wear them and I can't see them, uh, that takes away from it a lot. And the only other detail I forgot to mention is that I've read that they actually came with a CTA card that actually worked for the trains for like wow. a set number of rides or something. But that's good. This is one of those shoes that like 
Another thing that makes it a grail for me is the fact that it released in 2008. The release of this shoe really predates a lot of like sneaker history on the internet. So like good luck finding out much about these shoes. I've, I've dug all over and DM'd people and like scrolled through Instagram endlessly trying to find out more details about these. And it's just hard to, cause they came out in 2008. There weren't as many blogs and publications and stuff posting about it. Um, yeah. And then something the f- especially so tied to, I mean, Chicago is a very big city and especially with right. sneakers, but like, you know, it's so specific to yeah, just yeah. Chicago, you know, it doesn't yeah, have yeah. that global reach. And, um, oh, I was about to say something I completely forgot. Oh, well, anyways, Love this shoe. I th- I think what makes it a grail for me, this really popped onto my radar after one of my first, if not my second trip to Chicago. This was before I had met Amanda, but I was just going there a lot and I fell absolutely in love with the city and someone, you know, like me growing up in Louisiana, the allure of like taking the train into the city. Like it's a whole new concept. Like we don't, we don't have that down here. So like you get to ride the train, all the different stops, like each one's a new adventure. You see all the street art murals on the way, like just very, like very symbolic to me of like a time in my life where like, I was really just like in love with the city of Chicago. Still have a lot of love for the city of Chicago, but there you go. This one kind of encapsulates a lot of that to me. We have two different experiences with the train system in Chicago. <laughs> okay. So, I mean, like, yeah, yeah. I mean, listen, it's just like any other public transit. It's like taking a, a, a bus or something where it's like you're going to get on. It's like you might have a real sketchy ride. That's a real well, possibility. The, 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 oh, I never you're, talking about, you're talking about getting lost. Yeah, I never felt I, unsafe. Listen, I him. didn't have the hang of it at first. You only had like one time to try it, you know? So like you said, uh, growing up small town, Louisiana, we don't have public transit <laughs> other than buses that come every two hours. My small town, Louisiana brain is like train subways. They're underground. You have to go underground. Not the case. It's in a. It's in a. The, it's in a Starbucks. You got to go into a Starbucks <laughs> to go into the train system. The, I'm like, what? I like a lost kid calling his dad. The uh, you know, the blue line specifically, the blue, <laughs> the blue line specifically at different points. This is not going to help. Goes both above and below ground. So some of the stops oh. are below ground. Where you were at in the loop is all above ground, though. Um, yeah. I forget Could've the helped. insoles are printed as well. Yeah, man, just a crazy, crazy shoe that I doubt I'll ever wear. Um, it'd be curious to see if I could find another pair of my size. I would want to rock one to stock these. It's kind of one of those rare exceptions where I would actually get yeah. two shoes, but I mean, it's also like this shoe's not going to go with anything, you know, <laughs> like it's, yeah. It, yeah. I, I can very much look at it and be like, it is objectively not a pretty shoe, but the story <laughs> behind it and like kind of what it represents means a lot. Yeah. And I, but I think I like what you said, kind of uh, when you do have a grail and you get that hit that, that you haven't seen in forever, regardless of size you're like i just need to own this shoe yeah um you know and i and i think that's important too when you're thinking about grails or you know someone is like oh you know i finally got my grail and it's a size seven you know and it's like why'd you even pay so much money for something you can't even um yeah. wear uh you know it's like oh true but i can you know it does double as art um, right for me as well so kind of how you said and i mean one the uh, the icy soul, you know, pretty you, that thing is attracting every speck of dirt. Yeah. Um, and then obviously, like you said, the outsole has such the, that is where 
to me the true shine of the shoe is is that outsole. Yeah. And yeah, you just got to keep it pristine. That was the other thing that made it just to wrap up real quick like worth buying to me is that on top of how hard they were to find, I found a dead stock pair more than a decade later. Like, you know, I, I assumed I was going to be settling for like a used pair where like, I wouldn't be able to see the sole anymore, but I found a dead stock pair size 12. So it's like, it's within the realm of being worn. It's right on the cusp of clown shoes, like 12 and a half size and a half up is probably clown shoes. 12 is right there. Dead Uh, stock. You had to, I don't care what size it is. Dead stock. You gotta, they sit on a shelf and I just look at them, but they mean a lot to me. There you go. And that's that's the beauty of shoes. All right. Chugging along. If he talked that long about his number two, what is he going to say about his number one? Let's give the people yeah. some room to breathe. Why don't you go next? Tell them about your okay. number one. Uh, my number one, I fell in love with the shoe almost the moment I saw it. Um, and then just like just like your first true love, um, you you became so full of joy and then almost immediately crushed um, <laughs> by the sheer fact that I probably will never be able to own this shoe. Mm. Um, but I might be able to own a version oh? of this shoe. My number one grail um, is the Nike Dunk High <gasps> Coraline. Oh. Uh, mm. It is just a, it's, it's a beautiful shoe. Uh, dunks were the sneakers that i first fell in love with um i was in line with kind of the skater community the he was a skater uh, boy emo alt you know community as well so the dunks kind of like were my step into the hype beast Mm -hmm. sneaker culture realm um and so dunks and core line you know such a such an emo movie um it fit it's a (laughs) Absolutely beautiful shoe. Crazy thing. Um, so so much detail on the shoe. Um, all of the stitching that's on the outside of the shoe is done by hand. That's which wild. means that every pair of shoes is somewhat unique. Yeah. Um, there's at least a slight difference in every one, which I thought was great. Um, also, um, the shoes were never sold on retail. Mm-hmm. Uh, you after you were watching the movie in theaters, there was a special code in the credits yeah you would have to go to the website enter the code and then you would basically be able to randomly get one of the shoes that's wild which was just such an experience um so like i said so i may not i may be able to own a version of the shoe um so there were 850 pairs of the shoe that were made the just a normal core line there were a hundred pairs that had big buttons yeah. on the uh, on, on the uh, on the laces. Yeah, uh, and uh, the the box very cool. Each had a very unique box as well. Um, so for the buttons, it was kind of the it was like a very holographic door. Um, that is the door that Coraline you know opens mm. and goes into to the like the alternate universe. So very cool with that. Then there were. 50 pairs that were made and the shoes have actual movie props sewn onto the shoe, um, which is very cool. So you not only get a shoe, but you actually get um, used movie props. That's um, there's like, there's a, it's, it's a rat and a cat. Um, that's again, the, the rat head and the cat head is on the laces and um, where the pool tab is, the tail of the cat and the rat are sewn onto mm-hmm. 
the pull tab so they can't fall off and things like that. So you get um, that. And then there were 15 made that had a special wooden box that had a key um, for the box. And mm. I don't believe those have come up for sale. Okay. Um, so I, I think those were kind of like given specially and things like that. Gotcha. Um, so this one, I think even at the, at the, the basic one is still a couple grand, um, which is just, at least for me, kind of a yeah. out of the reach price could technically get it. But like, if I've got a mortgage and a baby, yeah, I'm not, <laughs> I think, oh. I think I've seen like used pairs before in your size that I've sent you and they're like in the six or $700 ballpark, Yes, which is still the, like, I send them to you. Cause I'm like, I know it's your grail. If you've yeah. got like a occasion coming up, if you get a promotion or like when you got married, if it it was like a, Hey, I know this is not like your, it's a Wednesday <laughs> in June. I, I'm going to go, I'll go ahead for it. But I'm like, <laughs> if you want to save it for like, you have your moment where you finally get it. But yeah, yeah it's not cheap by but, any means. Yeah. And they don't come up often. So it no. is, it is no, no, something no. that, um, is tough to, to find, um, which I think adds a grail. And then, there are technically four different versions of the shoe. Right. Um, so for someone who is trying to collect the set um, is essentially an impossible feat unless you have an expensive unless feat. You, uh, unless you started with the uh, one of 15 yeah. box. Um, if not, you know, it's already very difficult. There's, there's only 50 pairs that have the movie props and things like that. Those do come up occasionally. Um, and they are thousands and thousands of dollars. So um, the Nike Dunk Core line, I think, is a beautiful shoe. Um, and even if it wasn't thousands of dollars, I would still have this to me as one of my um, in my grails in a must have things mm-hmm. like that. I just I love the shoe. Uh, like I said, uh, dunks have always been very important to me. It was how I started. Um, I loved um, Core Line, the movie. Um, you know, that movie fits along with if you were in high school and you were kind of the fringe crowd, you know, so mm-hmm. uh, a lot of that kind of goes goes very well. Um, and it is a min uh, or a, a melding of multiple worlds yeah. that I have had and, and currently am living in. Um, so I, I just really love that shoe. Uh, and I thought the release was really cool. I love the movie prop use and things like that. So beautiful shoe. It is number one grail. Um, may never own it, but that's okay. Uh-huh. You know, I may get, I that's, may get something close. That's what makes it a grail. And that's the fun part about it. That's what makes it a grail. It's just the pursuit, yeah. the hunt of it, of like, maybe you'll see some pop up someday. Maybe you'll be at a point in your life where like you, like you said, like you get a raise or something like that. And you're like, I yeah. got a little bit extra. Let me go look. I've always wanted it. You might find it. Yeah. Yeah. It might end up happening. Glass mm. box on top of the shelf. There you go. Hey, keep it empty until we get there. You know, there you go. I like that. All right. So that's my that's my list coming to coming to an end. Ryan, what do you what do you have to tell the people as your number one grail of grails? How long do we have? How long can I go on for here? It's our podcast. How long do we want? <laughs> yeah, but I have to edit it. Ooh. I'm my own worst enemy here. All right, ask Amanda. I actually uh, <laughs> she moved in. I have her editing the podcast now. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I'm actually gonna keep it. Well, I, that's the, the worst thing to say before I get into this. Is I'm going to keep it short and sweet. No way I'm talking about my grail of all time and I'm going to keep it short and sweet. All right. My number one grail that I would put on my list 
that I looked for for a while is the Nike SB and Ruckus Crawfish Dunk Low specifically mm. special box edition. Specifically special box edition. Got to be with all the chuchuts. I really don't feel the need to recap the entire history of the shoe because I know we've talked about it before. And Ooh, yeah. if you're from Louisiana, you especially should know the history of this one. I did a bunch of history from my own edification here to have it all in one place. But um, what makes the special box so specific is that the box has an all-over crawfish print. Uh, includes a matching Nike SB shirt and crawfish print stance socks. Uh, that one sock says suck heads and the other one says eat tails. I love that they got away with that. Uh, pairs come inside of like a, a, a net bag like you'd buy live crawfish in and um, traditional tissue paper inside the bag is replaced with a piece of newspaper. So like attention to details just on 1000. Um mm. The special box version was released on August 16th of 2014 at Ruckus here in Baton Rouge. Um, the pack, which was the whole special pack thing, special box shirt and shoes, retailed for 170 And I think I've read that there were 450 pairs. And then there was the wider normal release of the crawfish dunk, which was August 23rd. So like, what is that? Like a week later. Um and retail was 105. And my fun fact that I will toss in is that I've read online that some of the wider release pairs, just the normal box pairs, eventually hit the outlets sitting for several months and on sale for $28. Which, <gasps> wow! if you could go back now, boy, would you. Um, yes. I think if you've listened to one minute of our podcast before, you probably know enough about me to know everything I love about sneakers. And this mm. shoe absolutely is that. It's the first sticker we did. It's just like, yep. you want to talk about collaborations and storytelling. This is it right here. So um, I owned a pair of these before I got the special box. The shoe came out before I really got into sneakers and sneaker collecting. So I didn't get it at the time. Um, I'd read that the release was like probably fair enough if you got there early enough to get a pair. Um, I bought, we tell this story all the time. We sound like old man yells yeah. at clouds. I bought a used pair on eBay for something like 30 or 60 bucks, uh, just like a used pair. And then it was maybe late 2018, early 2019. I saw someone list a used pair. Special box didn't have the shirt, the socks, everything that went with it. Um, and I bought that. And then I spent all of 2019. And this is kind of like what made it so high on my grill list, hunting down all the components of the special yeah. box, which was the extra challenge. But I ended up at the point where I have two pairs of socks so I can wear one and I keep one on the ice. And then I've ended up with four shirts over time. I found one at a Goodwill. It was a size small goes back to the whole. I know I can't wear it, but I need the set. Um, and then I that have one to, that, that one sits on the shelf. And then I eventually tracked down the shirts came in white and black. I only had black for the longest time. I eventually tracked down white and black. Uh, I have one that I could wear. And then the white shirt I will never wear because I sweat way too much for to wear any white shirts for the rest of my life. But come on, man. Like number number it's, one grail. It's got to be if I didn't have it, I'd still be chasing it down with the special box and everything. Um, yeah. And I think it's especially high on my list now because like, I spent that year tracking down everything and the year that I happened to do that was before the dunk blew up. I, could, like, I couldn't imagine. I can't imagine. I, I would not want to pay what these go for now. Like I'm so happy I have yeah. my pair. It's one of those shoes where it's like uh, if dunk prices ever settle back down, I could see myself getting another pair. Not special box, but just another pair so I could wear them and beat them and 
wear them all the time. As of right now, yeah. they only come out for crawfish boils. There you go. I it's funny enough, I uh I don't have many shoe shoegrets. Um and the I almost didn't buy that pair that you bought, that first pair you oh, bought. Oh man. Didn't buy it off you. Even for like I think you, you you literally sold it to me what you bought it for, Whatever. which is like thirty or sixty bucks. Yeah, I don't remember. Um and I was like, Oh man, I do love this shoe, but I was like I don't know. And I was like, you know what? Yeah. Like it's I'll cause I literally was like, ah, oh, they're like, I, I was like, do I want to pay that much money? That much money, which was very funny. That much money for, for dunks. But if you have to remember the mentality at the time, which was like, they were sitting yeah. in shops. I remember seeing the wizard of Oz, the Dorothy dunk sitting in ruckus Lafayette, oh, yeah. Monson Rose. And so it's like, so, yeah, I could totally see your mentality of like, do I want to buy it? Like, I don't need to buy a used pair right now. I could get them yeah. down the road. Yeah. Exactly, like a used pair, like, and then I'm like, I guess, because I remember thinking, like, do I want to spend 60 bucks on, like, an occasion shoe? Yeah. Like, I'll, like, I'll wear these, like you said, like, crawfish balls and stuff like that. Um, And then I was like, ah, you know what, Tanner, this is an important Louisiana shoe. Like, go ahead. Like, are you gonna, like, try to go on eBay? Like, Ryan's already got them. Might as well just buy them from your buddy. Um, And I did. So, uh, it's just so funny to think back. Um. On that crawfish Duncan. Yeah, I mean mm-hmm. that definitely is is a grail worthy shoe. Um it's it's absolutely absolutely beautiful. Uh that was I think one of my favorite sneaker moments that I think uh we have together is going to Complex Con in a like yeah. Louisiana like decked out. I think like you had the the, the beignets. Yeah. Uh I had the crawfish dunks on a great, great. Glad you said it, because what what is a ranked episode without honorable mentions? How many can I get? I have to check. I have to check now because I've been told I go too long with it. I'll I'll give you one. You get one. Honorable <laughs> Come on, I need two. No, two if I go one. fast. Two if you go fast. Two if I go fast. If I didn't already own it, the beignet would be one of them. I I don't think mm-hmm. I had enough time to develop a bond with that one as a grail because I was able to get it on release day. Great story from yep. there though. It is. Um, bam, done. Second one, Ruckus did a shoe with DC. This is so long ago. And they have one in their Baton Rouge store. I have no idea what the name of the model is. It's not a great shoe that I would want to wear all the time, but it's history. And that, and so it's like, because I don't even know what to look up to find that shoe. If there were a pair out there, grail, why not? You know, there you go. Uh, I would say. My honorable mention, um, I do own uh, the Fear Fives. Mm. Um, I think they they are a beautiful shoe. I think uh, the Five is definitely kind of a slept-on silhouette. Understandable. Very much a more of a chunky performance shoe. Uh, not the most comfortable, but uh, it's a great colorway. I remember this Fear Five also people slept on like crazy, and I was able to pick it up for 250 at the time, which wow. I'm not sure what they go for now, but um, it's a beautiful shoe. Love the Fear Five. Uh, and I get, that's actually the shoe I get the most compliments on. I biggest compliment was at a Nike outlet and someone offered to buy them off my feet. Oh, that's flattering. Yeah. I've never had that yeah. happen. It was great. Yeah. So one of my very proud, I was like, good purchase. Mm. Okay. I came up with one more question. It's not a list and I swear we'll get out of this episode, but I got to end it. I got to end it on a hypothetical. This is a good bookend here. Ooh, This is a good bookend. I'm going to okay. gas myself okay. up a little bit. Okay. Right. How right. would you feel? If any of your grails got retroed, 
Does it take away the allure any, or are you just excited to finally own a chance? Is owning the retro of it the same as owning the OG of it? Oh, um, man, 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 Um, so like you could very easily see it with Nike. Nike comes out and says, we're going to yes. retro the band one with the X on the back. I think, I think so. I think for the, for the band one, if they retroed the exact like one with the X on it, mm-hmm. I would be okay with it. And I'd be like, cool, I can now buy it or it's going to make things go cheaper. I'm fine with that. I don't need to have that original one. Yeah. Um, I think maybe the only one, like even like with like the salmon toes, like if they like redid, like they retro, mm-hmm. like the 1.0, I'd still be like, cool, can buy it. This is great. Um, I think for the core lines, I think I would be like kind of upset. Yeah. Um, cause I think that at least that's the only one on my list that is uh, a hard hitter. That's like really like scarce. You don't really get a lot of pops and things like that. Yeah. Um, you have the mystery of the 15 boxes and stuff like that. So I think that's really cool. Uh, but I think for the 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 band ones and the salmon toes, I think I'd be I'd be like, all right, cool, okay, I get a shot at it. Um, and if for sure, I'd be like, okay, cool, I get a shot at it. And if not, hopefully, it just makes that this retro is cheaper. Mm-hmm. And if someone be like, oh, is that the OG or the retro? I'd be like, retro, I don't care, yeah. I own it. Yeah, you know? whatever. Um, well, considering you only don't own one of your mm-hmm. um. Grails. Well, I guess for the ones you do oh, own, still. if they did retro, does it take away? So I guess my question for you, mm-hmm. this is, is kind of a two-parter. Mm-hmm. So one specifically applies to the John Mayer one. If Nike came back with the Nike ID, would you be like, cool, gonna make it, very happy to have it, don't care that it's not the John Mayer version? And part, I guess, B of the original question is for your the uh leaders and the crawfish dunk mm-hmm. if they retroed it would it take away from the value of the ones that you own fantastic questions thank you your honor um of for course. the for the mayor nike id anything mm-hmm. that nike wants to do with it from here on out wouldn't take away from the original of it from the original one but i wouldn't want a, a retro of it because the whole appeal of the original one was that like, was the stunt behind it was the story behind it. Gotcha. Not so much the yeah. shoe and the colorway. Like if they came out with that colorway as a GR and put it in foot locker, I don't want it. Uh-huh. If it said air mayor on the back, Oh, and they're referencing the story. Uh-huh. Maybe that, but, um, I'll say, what if it's an official John Mayer? Then this yeah, is an official. If it's an John official, yeah, then probably. But like, I wouldn't go log on to Nike ID and make a pair that says Air Mayer on the back because then it's okay. like I've got a watered gotcha. down version of the story, and I'd rather just not. Um, I, I got what you mean. As far as the leader shoe, they could retro the. I don't think they'll ever retro this shoe. Um, it wouldn't take away from the specialness of it to me because like, the scarcity isn't what made it alluring to me. The scarcity is just what made it technically a grail for me, you know? So it's like, I don't love it because there's not that many of it. I love it for the story it is. And then uh, they could retro this. I'm not buying a second pair. I'm a little bad that I spent what I spent on this one pair, but I'm not. You don't want the red? I'm not. Nah, no, no, no. One red. One red. Hey, hey, stop calling back to 2018, Ryan. We left him. (laughs) Um, and then the crawfish dunks, I would love if they made more of these is is special box or not. Like this is one of those shoes. That's like, I wish everyone who owned it could own the special box version. Cause I feel like that is such like a, 
great part of the story. Like it just made it elevates the shoe so much. I would love if they made more of these. I'm sure it would be impossible to get my hands on more, but I would gladly buy more of these just yeah. to be able to wear them. Um, uh, do a little plug, do a little teaser while we're at it. If you love the crawfish dunk, you are going to want to catch our next interview episode. I'll leave that right there. No more. No more said. You're going to want to catch it. Okay. You're going to want to learn. There you go. That being said, we are already at a point where I'm uncomfortable editing this episode, so I think it's finally time to put this baby to bed. And your baby to well, your baby's probably already to bed. God, I hope so. <laughs> Tanner's like, keep this episode rolling so I don't have to leave this room, please. Hey, okay, he can't say it out loud verbally, but... Hey, look, wife doesn't listen to episode, it's okay. <laughs> Thank you, everyone, for listening to another episode of Stay the Shunion. Episode 100 at that, and the Grails one. Wow. Golly. This was a big one. Um... I think we'll be back next week with another one, but like we've said, we're kind of taking it at our own pace. Interview episode is either going to be next week or the week afterwards. Hang in there, people. You'll figure it out. You'll you'll know when the episode's there. Um, you'll know because you're following us on Instagram at Shoe Podcast or checking us out online at ShoePodcast.com. Wherever you listen to the show, leave it a rating or review. We want to read them. Helps us know. Helps us grow. There's a million more plugs to do, but we're going to cut to the end of it here. Tanner, Give me that review of the week. What do we got? Golly, you know what? I'm gonna keep it just kind of kind of special. Uh, you know, hundredth hundredth episode. Uh, so no no real review. Uh, just want to just give another little special thanks to everybody who uh, listened, followed along, whether you were from episode one or you started on episode ninety nine. Mm. Um, glad that you stopped by. Hope that you enjoy the content. Uh, and like I said, we got some something really special to come forward to really. Uh, just really commemorate shoe podcast. Love it. Your review, you the audience, the rating, five yes. stars, five star audience. Uh, mm. All right. Gold star people. Love you. Thank you everyone for listening to another episode. We'll be back whenever with another one. I'm your co-host Ryan Landry. And I'm your co-host Tanner Young. All right. <laughs>